welcome to the STEM Economy with your host, Matt Bender. Extra, extra, read all about it. CNN has an NFT marketplace, or should I say, CNN had an NFT marketplace. Hello everyone, this is Scam Economy and I am your host, Matt Binder, and on today's episode of the show, we will be talking about the way the mainstream media covers cryptocurrency, NFTs, Web3, the entire space. And to do so, we're going to focus on something that just happened this week. CNN had this NFT marketplace called the CNN Vault, where people invested money in buying NFTs of CNN photos and screenshots of CNN articles, and some people spent a pretty penny, only for CNN to decide about a year later, this week, that they're going to close up shop. And let me tell you, the people who have invested in these CNN NFTs are not happy. It's going to be a broader look at really how the media looks at all sorts of emerging tech. And we bring up Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse, but of course with a focus on crypto. And while the shutdown of an NFT marketplace uh, doesn't bode well for those NFT holders, for Scam Economy listeners, I can tell you, have no such need to fret because we're not going anywhere and to ensure that this show continues to grow feel free to become a paying subscriber over at patreon.com slash you can also support this show by going to youtube.com slash and subscribing to the channel there and doing the same over at twitch.tv slash And as always, you can find the links to the audio version of this show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts at scameconomy.com. And while you're over at one of those platforms, why don't you take a minute to leave a review for the show? Now back to the pressing matter at hand, the CNN NFT vault and the state of mainstream media in their coverage of crypto. And joining me now to discuss all of this is Parker Malloy. She is the creator and the brains and writer and everything behind the Present Age newsletter and also frequent guest, uh, frequent enough, should be more frequently, but regular guest of uh, my other show, Doomed, but now, first time on Scam Economy, Parker, welcome to the show. Hey, it's good to be, good to be on the show. Good to be on this show. Yeah, I, I'm excited because yeah. I always love a show where worlds collide. And um, in this case, we will be talking. And I don't always get to do this because a lot of times I get into the, the you know, deep into the financial world and the tech world because uh, that's what. This show is mainly all about, although that is quickly changing as crypto companies, uh, you know, staff up their lobbying uh, (laughs) and really uh, go into overdrive there. But so we'll be talking more about that sort of stuff. But here we're going to be really getting into some media critique. Um, And there's a lot of that necessary in the crypto world because 
like if you look, you've probably seen some of the crypto press. It's so like, and we'll get into the mainstream stuff, but I'm talking about like the crypto press, like uh, the companies that basically sprang up to literally just cover crypto. And like every now and then some of those publications will come out with a piece that I'm like, oh, that's that's a good, uh, you know, investigative report. But for the most part, it's like just, you know, so promotional. <laughs> so it, it's it's badly needed in this space. Yeah, it you know it it does kind of seem I don't know it, it it usually when you think of like the way that anything will like work you know you kind of think of like well there's a problem and then you figure out how to solve it but like with all of the crypto stuff it really seems like it went the opposite way where it was like look in, we invented some cool thing and then it's just like what do you do with it and it's like sell images. <laughs> <laughs> right you know it's like right. I, uh, yeah okay oh like cool. ones that Blockchain. i could put up on I my don't understand okay like oh <laughs> ones i could put up on my like my wall like cool like that's yeah. no no not 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 no. that either just you know you know like how you look at an image online yeah imagine like you pay for it yeah <laughs> okay cool and 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 do i get anything special absolutely not right like that's the one thing that, that i just i couldn't really comprehend because at first what popped into my head when someone someone was first telling me about nfts it's like oh you know it's, it's like would you have like a big like super high res screen or something that you can hang on your wall like a like a digital picture frame that's actually like really super high tech and you sell like super high high definition like things that only look good on this and the only way to get that and it's just like no it's just normal photos and you can't do anything and no one's doing anything like that or if there is it's nothing special you know it's, right. it's like oh cool okay yeah sure so basically just pay to which I get you know what it's, it's like I think that there are great sort of uses for like that sort of NFT kind of stuff where if it's like, hey, you're trying to raise money and you, it's basically a way for people to support like a small artist or something. But like one, once like all the, it's like, oh, cool. The, the, these guys are billionaires. These guys are millionaires and, you know, all of that. Right. So let's, let's actually get into the project, sure. I, you know, that, that you, I mean, I, <laughs> I thought I had heard of all the the uh, the craziest attempts from like non crypto companies to get into the NFT craze because I feel like a lot of them look into exactly what we were just talking about to start us off here, just like you know, basic of how um, our our first reaction when finding out about this whole space. And they look at it and they don't really question it. They're just like, oh, this must be the future. And so we'll just jump right in. And you discovered, at least for me, you're the first person I saw talk about this months and months ago, CNN, the the cable news network, had their own NFT platform and their own NFT marketplace. How did you come across that? So last August, I was... I was getting ready to do a um, an interview with a guy who does really cool digital art, and he's sold it as NFTs. His name's Brian Brinkman. 
Uh, I, I interviewed him to try to better understand NFTs, but in the process of like trying to learn what was going on with all that stuff, I came across a uh, CNN press release that uh, said CNN makes moments from history available for purchase with NFTs. And so the, it's basically, it was la last August, uh, they launched this thing called Vault. Vault by C CNN, moments that changed us. And it's like, if, if you go there, it's so weird and bizarre. Like if you, if you click there, it's vault.cnn.com. You can look and it's just like, uh, CNN reports George W. Bush will win, uh, will win in 2000 or, you know, any of that. And then there are things that are like war notes where when you click on it, it's like a refugee wrote a postcard. So it feels like it's kind of in bad taste. I, I just don't know who this is really for, uh, but they have some funny moments on here because they didn't know how many to make or what to do. So you have like things like Biden named, pre you know, Biden secures the votes needed to become president or the, the Hubble aircraft or, you know, Hubble telescope launches. And then you have launch of CNN plus as an <laughs> NFT, which wait, is hilarious. Wait, there is a launch of CNN plus. I got to yeah. look this up. I have yeah. it right in front of me. Um, oh my God. The launch of CNN plus amazing. Yeah. It is, uh, Oh, yep. Launch of CNN plus they made 250 of them. I have no clue how many they, it says 10 of 250 total. So I don't know if there, there were 10 left or if they only sold 10, but I, I'm love, I, I would love to know which, which it is. Cause one is, uh, honestly, like, both are sad in their own way, regardless yeah, of whether it's like, I don't know. I kind of think it would be funny to own that, you know, like because it was only around for what, like three weeks. Um, yeah. So there's that. And then there's like there was another one out there that was something like, uh, yeah, it was the Britney Spears conservatorship ends. They were selling that for for fifty dollars. Uh you know, CDC now calls coronavirus Delta variant a variant of concern. Starship troopers Bezos and Branson reporting for duty. That is just a terrible headline. Um, but that was the billionaires in space story. So, you know, it's... <sighs> I was fascinated by the continued existence of this because they were also putting out new things is like semi-recently, like the... Yeah, okay, it doesn't say when it posted, but yeah, like they've still been adding these all this time, and they're just kind of like weird retreads of old news stories that you don't get anything special. You get it, like, will start playing as a video when you click on it, but I, you know, it's right. Like it's, it's it's weird, and I'm just so surprised that it still existed. I was kind of convinced that maybe someone just forgot that it existed, and then it, you know just kept kind of auto uh, populating. But it seems like they they actually made an informed decision about shutting this thing down, and I was right. I was almost a little sad to to see it because it was just, it was my weird little hobby. And I felt like I was the only person on the planet who was paying attention to CNN's NFT project. 
<laughs> I think you might have both, other than the people who were buying. I mean, you might be the only person who was paying attention and not buying. I'm yeah. looking at the I'm looking at the Britney Spears one. It says original sale price fifty bucks, quantity one hundred, sold out. So they made five thousand dollars just it. off the Britney Spears conservatorship ends article. Like it's just a it literally is just a screenshot of screenshot not of an even, article. Not even the whole thing. No. It cuts off. Uh-huh. Right. It's got yeah. it's just a, it's just like a screenshot of the article with like a CNN background and it says vault by CNN on it. And people, a hundred people spent fifty bucks on this, and it sold out five thousand dollars. Boom, bada bing. I mean, yeah. And I then mean, I'm. Go ahead, go ahead. You know, I was just gonna say, like, I don't know, like if if I could put a button online that was just like, want to give you fifty bucks, and then people kept clicking it, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. You could sell the receipt for the fifty dollars you gave me to someone else for more than fifty if you want, but. But that's all it is, you know? Right. And that that's why I think, like, if it was, like, small, like, artists or something like that, that's where that sort of stuff could be cool. But the fact that immediately all the gigantic brands jumped, jumped on this and oversaturated everything. I mean, like, McDonald's had a, uh, a McRib NFT that they made at some point right. that uh, – yeah, saw saw some of those. And then the thing is there are people out there who are just upload like creating their own tokens and tying them to these other these images that they don't own, I guess. And so there are there are counterfeit McRib NFTs out there. It's so oh, I didn't see the counterfeit McRib yeah. one. Oh, wow, that's yeah. <laughs> So like stuff like that is just I I am fascinated by it because I don't understand it, so I get to be all like filled with wonder as I as I watch these grifts and scams uh, happening. But at the same time, and, and no one will honestly talk about the the goal here, which is clearly to kind of you know, it's like no one actually is like, yes, this this image, I believe it is worth whatever to me you know it's like everyone out there who's doing those things they want to flip it and make money eventually no one's like yes this is worth half a million dollars this this photograph of an ape that i don't even own you know (laughs) right right i'm looking i'm looking at like uh this verge article that came out literally they uh looked into this because of your tweet from monday (laughs) because you were all you you not only were the only person i ever saw talk about cnn vault you were the first person i saw actually like cnn obviously put out an announcement saying that they were closing the cnn nft vault project but apparently you were the only person to receive this press release (laughs) and so i and i tweeted that out it was several hours after the email came in. So it wasn't even like I like saw it hit my inbox and I was like, better tweet this out. I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to take a screenshot and tweet this out as a joke later. And, um, I picture you driving, you get the notification, pull pull over, over. breaking news. I got to get out there. (laughs) I got to let the people, the people need to know. But yeah, like, I mean, even just looking at like CNN's like, cause Vault by CNN has its own Discord server <laughs> that has like I don't know it has like a thousand people on it or something so it's not big and it's just so weird for such a big 
you know, a big company to to have such little impact with so much, so many resources, you know, that they could throw at these sorts of things. But I don't know. I, I love these sorts of weird projects that, you know, I wish that there weren't like the downsides of it, you know, with like, you know, people talking about, you know, uh, blockchain and environment or whatever, but like, you know, just these, these weird corporate attempts at creating something new or different and you know it's sort of like remember pepsi stuff in the 90s where you get like pepsi points and then you could turn it in for stuff and they were like yeah yeah we're gonna make a joke and put something on there about like you know you can get you can get an aircraft or you can get a fighter jet if you have x number of points and someone figured out how to get that many points and pepsi had to be like we can't give you a fighter jet man like I, and it was a whole, it was a big lawsuit and everything, but like, I love stuff like that where it's just like, just, just way too many resources, not enough thought, being reckless, jumping into weird markets and things that probably shouldn't. Right. No, but that's exactly, that's a great point to make right here because, you know, we hear that in the tech space all the time with like, especially in like, you know, the early to mid to, you know, 2000s and, you know, into maybe the early 2010s as well about like, oh, tech's all about like, you know, breaking stuff and fixing it later because just put it out there, just get some sort of social media project or, or social network or whatever cool little tech thing out there on your computer that you could download. And like that was okay then because it was something that was just like, a, you know, a side thing for fun that could maybe turn into something bigger down the road. It wasn't something that was such an integral part of your life. Um, or was something that was taking away resources from you either. CNN, like a lot of crypto people, I think, think that same way. And then that's how you end up finding out about a hacker draining some sort of crypto company of $200 million because they simply found that like if they just added a like a, a backspace to uh, the code, then all of a sudden that unleashes all the tokens into their wallet. <laughs> Um, you know, you, you can't make those mistakes when you're dealing with financial, uh, you know, financial stuff, people's money. And I feel like CNN was just like, oh, we'll jump into the NFT space and all these people, or at least I don't know about all, but maybe I'm getting ahead of myself there, but a non zero number of people, uh, did buy in. I mean, the verge article I just, I I just brought up, they spoke Mm -hmm. to someone who said they invested $11,000, um, worth of token, uh, 11,000 us dollars into these like tokens to, to, you know, to make these NFT purchases. Um, it's, I mean, that person's down $11,000. Like they know, I mean, anyone should have been able to tell them to begin with that this is not going to be, <laughs> this is yeah. not going to be a good investment, but like, certainly it's obvious now if CNN is ending it. Even the uh, NFT true believers were basically saying in that Discord channel that, like, without the Discord community and the promise of future utility, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, you, you were saying before how, like, these are just JPEGs connected to uh, a token, and that's what they are, but, like, that's all that is. For these people, it's the additional benefits that are promised and almost never materialize. Like, it's always like, oh, buy this now, and then you'll be able to own that character 
in the video game based on these characters we're working on. And of course, that video game is never going to materialize because it takes no. a lot and of money. And if it does, it's going to be horrible. Right. <laughs> like, right. It's going to be like some weird – what, what what people are asking for and talking about with all this sort of stuff. It's like people who – you know, you saw this happen for years and years with like video games and Kickstarters, you know, <laughs> where – where there'd be a bunch of people who would go, oh, we're going to create this this cool game and you're going to get all this cool stuff. And then it would be like a project that went on for 10 years. And, you know, then you have the people who, who did it coming back like, I'm sorry, we spent all the money, but we don't have anything to show for it. You know, it's like it's the same sort of sort of thing ha- happening there. But it's, you know, it's it's so it's it's so, so wild. Right. And I'm looking at, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> jeez, everything is going wrong right now. <laughs> I'm choking. My mic is breaking. He's dying. I'm, yeah, I'm dying. I mean, but- like I just, so I decided to, I, I was looking at like other companies that have done NFT stuff and uh, like the NFL did it, and I'm actually like, okay, I, I think the sports stuff is actually, like, the one thing that makes sense. Because it's, like, trading cards. It's it's that sort of idea, that same idea. But what, what really blows my mind with all of this stuff is that they made it so hard for people to, to just purchase things. Like, if if I'm, like you know, if you want to buy an NFT somewhere that's not, you know, a site that's connected with PayPal, which at that point, what are you even like, what's the point of doing your whole blockchain thing? If it's not going to matter, but you know, with, uh, with that, they just made it so hard to actually make purchases in crypto, which I feel like that's something that, (laughs) you know, anyone doing like work in web 3.0 or whatever kind of stuff like you gotta you can't have weird barriers like that where people are like i want to give you my money but i don't know how you know (laughs) well i think the cnn one was accepting regular u.s you know fiat currency it was right you know then at that at that point i'm like what's the what makes an nft is it on a blockchain i I, yeah that's i know if I mean it is, it, they they claim that it is. I mean they they use yeah. a specific. Uh, they use the same actually um, blockchain, the Flow blockchain that the NBA Top Shot and NFL all day use. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, NBA Top Shot. I don't know about the NFL one, but the NBA Top Shot. When I look into that, they really don't even talk about. They don't mention NFTs at all, as far as I've seen, or, or or barely do. They just focus on the fact that like these are like digital trading card collectibles. Yeah. Um, you know, because I guess they're not. They don't really care about pushing the whole crypto aspect because people don't have to use crypto to buy it. Mm-hmm. But like, see, I I feel like that would have been smarter. Like for so many of these things, like right. I just think have the CNN one would have failed no matter what. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, probably, <laughs> but like, like the, the NFL one, I mean, it is kind of interesting looking at like, you know, like clicking through these. So, you know, if we, like, I looked at, I'm looking at the NFL page right now and I've got one that is, uh, a, uh, welfare thief, Brett Favre, uh, commemorates his 24 to 23 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals on September 20th, 1992. Um, Right now, the lowest price you can get that for is $31. Uh, the average sale has been 
$154. The top sale for this NFT was $10,574. And I feel like maybe that tells us something. <laughs> you know? I will say when you brought up the uh, the <laughs> the welfare thief for a second, <laughs> I thought that was actually what they were calling no. the <laughs> That would be hilarious, though. I think that would be the, the first uh, NFT uh, yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, the funny, so so when I when I went on there on on their website earlier, I was looking and I was like, I wonder what horribly controversial players they ha- they are like selling NFTs for. So I was like, uh, Aaron Hernandez, and I was like, nope, <laughs> you know. But Brett Favre, yes, perfect. There's my example of a, you know right. of a controversial NFL player right now. But yeah, I don't know. It, I'm looking at the the CNN vaults because um, mm-hmm. for people to understand, the CNN vault basically has a gallery where CNN would drop brand new NFTs that you could purchase for their cost. So uh, it seems like most of these were around what, like fifty bucks? Uh, yeah, they were fifty mostly. Uh, the 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 George W. Bush will win. From 2000 uh, was they were selling for 500 bucks and it looks like they sold like a bunch of them. Well, um, they have so so with with those those are the the ones that are more ex- the the rare ones. The rare ones. Like the ones that were 500 dollars, uh, like they made 46 of them f- for Biden, 45 of them for right. Trump. You know, you get it. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> but but then furthermore, though, so if, if let's say your favorite CNN NFT sells out, oh, no, you can't oh. buy it at the base price anymore. You could then click on the marketplace. Yes, you could. Where people who bought the CNN NFTs would resell them and ask for, let me see what the, the you could you could filter it by the highest ask. And the highest ask is the 2021 first collector coin NFT, which is asking price of $84,500,281. But then if you want to get to an actual like CNN moment, the, the, the second highest NFT asking price is uh someone's asking for the Nelson for their Nelson Mandela released for prison NFT which is a video of him being released from prison and holding his fists up they're asking for 3 million dollars <laughs> um i mean yeah. why you would buy, when there's 250 of them and there's 41 people selling them why you would buy the 3 million dollar one when someone's asking for 79 dollars for the same one i don't know you know i mean when you when you think about that though, when you look at that, that's what people are asking. People could put up any sorts of numbers. If you click on activity, you could see how many people are doing this. And there is like, okay, like someone, like the most recent sale on here was someone paid twenty five hundred dollars today uh, for the Obama w- winning uh, NFT. Which okay, cool, but. It seems weird that someone after they're shutting this down is still like, I'm going to drop $2,500 on this digital memento, which, right. you know, yeah, we is, should, we should, 
we should make it clear we are talking just two days after the announcement came that this was closing down. Mm -hmm. So someone woke up this morning and decided to throw away $2,500 on a dying NFT from a dying NFT project. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, oh, God, some of these are so gross, though. Like, when you uh, look, look at like I just clicked on the this one called The Skies Have Been Illuminated and it's it's just the bombing of Baghdad. Like <sighs> what the hell? Yeah, that's but from, I'm from Go to... Gulf War One. <laughs> oh boy uh, uh, <laughs> throwback right there. Uh but I'm looking at the activity page like you just mentioned and they announced on the 11th they were closing it down, and now it doesn't keep the act, the activity doesn't go back too far. So obviously, I'm guessing there were sales from before, but it goes back to October 1st. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten sales in the ten days prior, pretty much one each day of this. Being you know, them announcing they were shutting it down, I mean, that doesn't really bode well that, you know, uh, you're going to – and these sales aren't big ones. 15 bucks, f 50 bucks, 22 bucks, 88 bucks. Like this is not a sustainable <laughs> business because no. then, you know, you, you have, they have people, you know, developers hired to specifically work on this stuff. Yeah. I mean <sighs> – the difference between, you know, when people would compare like NFTs and stuff to Beanie Babies, I mean, the difference is like if you bought a Beanie Baby, like you still have a Beanie Baby. I mean, it's a thing. I mean, what, what are you going to do like 15 years from now? If it's just like, oh, hold on. Let me open my, my weird crypto app that has a tab that says NFTs in it that I look at it on my phone, you know, that takes me way too long to get to in the first place. Like I will cherish this moment forever. You know, that's like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I honestly cannot believe we just had, I wasn't expecting to talk about the CNN NFTs that long, uh, but I can't believe we had that much fun talking about the yeah. CNN NFT project. Yeah, you know, it was great. <laughs> I'm glad they did it for this, for the purpose of the content on the show. Yeah. Uh, but AP, uh, AP uh, News still is They're... going for Associated Press, I should say. Mm -hmm. they They have an NFT marketplace as well. And they're not shutting theirs down, at least yet. And um, I, re I recall earlier this year, they actually uh, got some shit because they had um, turned a photo of migrants like fleeing on a, on a boat into a, uh, you know, into an NFT for them to sell. And I remember there was like a, rightly so, a lot of people criticized that movie and ended up taking that NFT down and not actually selling it because it was like, like you mentioned the the bombing of you know the Iraq bombing there. That's that's some of these were just weird decisions to turn these into NFTs because again these aren't like uh, just uh, oh I'm gonna buy a picture to put up on my wall again would weird weird photo to choose if you were gonna put a photo on your wall but it's not like buying a, a you know a photo print from a photojournalist to you know have a copy and then you're supporting their work to keep supporting their work in the field uh, of creating more journalism in this case people are buying it to simply turn around flip 
and sell for profit who have nothing and these people have nothing to do with like the process yeah. of creating the journalism yeah it's so weird it's 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 so weird and i mean if you think about it it's like that could happen with anything if you bought a print of something and then sold the print to someone else like that's the thing that people can and have always done you know but at the same time it just feels gross right right it just seems i don't know it's it seems like so many of the best things i think on the internet generally seem to be things that that started off you know or you know started off as totally free and totally like very utopian <laughs> And and then sud- it was only later that we were all hit over the head with the capitalism aspect of things. But, you know, like, I mean, think about, like, you know, social media. Like, for a, for a super long time, Facebook didn't have any ads. You know, or Twitter was, didn't have ads. Like, these were all just totally free services. And I remember even the idea of there being ads on any of these things seeming off and seeming weird because they were free for a while. But with so much of this NFT stuff, it's like before people even knew what was going on, you already had people who were just like, give me $20,000 so I can sign over the rights to this image that you don't – that I don't understand the technology for. You know, like that sort of sort of thing. It's just so – it seems so sudden. And I think that – I feel like that sort of aspect of things – just sort of feels like maybe it's uh contributing to i don't know it seems like there's going to be so so much weird ghost towns of web 3.0 kind of stuff in the years to come you know right you know i i I think this is a good place to sort of move into sort of because it it really is a, a mirror image you know the two go together in terms of how these journalism outfits these you know uh from cnn to uh cnbc to the new york times how they cover the space i mean it's clear that to me i mean this 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 whole thing is not just like oh you know cnn or you know associated press decided to dabble in an nft project i mean i think it speaks to their outlook even to how these outlets cover the space like they they look at it like oh it is this cool new thing and i guess we just don't understand it because there's all this hype in the tech world about it and all these very smart venture capitalists how could they be wrong you know these are the people who invested in facebook or and twitter and uh snapchat and instagram and youtube and etc you know down the line how could they get this wrong they got to be onto something when the fact of the matter is like they they aren't onto something. This has been a space that has been around for about 13 years now and has yet to really produce anything really of any sort of real utility or value. Strictly has been uh, a speculative asset at this point. Um, and these news outlets are covering this stuff so irresponsibly. Yeah, it... it... Well, and also they, they're they're not even explaining things particularly well, generally speaking. I mean, uh, like what what's the one example? The, the The New York Times, like that 
I don't know. Some something about the way like was it, uh oh what's his name over there who who's written about crypto? Oh, um, are you thinking of Kevin Roos? Kev, yeah. I think I think that he's he's awesome. I I love reading him g- generally, but like you know, and I, and this was something I think you you mentioned was just like how he he's like really I don't know seems like oddly enthusiastic. Like his writing on it is is very uh, very similar to how a lot of it's kind of the norm. It's very uh excited it's very here's this cool thing happening and you you know like promotional yeah it's it's promotional promotional. that's yes and that's that's something that the the more i talk to people who like who who work in journalism dealing with people who work at at tech companies a lot you know the the more it seems like that's just how tech companies expect to be treated expect to be written about and you know otherwise they'll they'll start kind of clo- closing things off and you know uh, restricting access more and more and it's frustrating because then the as as a result what we get are the the people who are able to kind of keep keep reporting and keep telling people about things you know though they're the ones who who are super enthusiastic about whatever the products are that are being like rolled out where it's like, we're supposed to get excited because something, something is on the blockchain. It's like, okay. Uh, and that's kind of, it's something that happens in a lot of aspects of journalism, but I feel like it's particularly frustrating with this because it's a topic that's kind of hard to understand, you know, kind understand the technology and understand how things work. Like I think that, you know, politics coverage is a lot like that too. But at the same time, it's like most people at least understand what politics are, um, even even if the reporting is a little, um, I know you know yeah. a, a a little less than stellar at times. Uh, right. You know, so so with with that sort of stuff, it's it it I I think people understand. But with when you try to apply it to something that's really, you know, complicated, whether it's you know, crypto or whether you're talking about, you know, I, I mean, any of the, any sort of new technology that, that people, especially people who read newspapers, uh, probably don't yet understand. So when all that you're hearing are all these, like, here are these big names who are investing in something and, and here is, uh, you know, and we're all really excited about this, you know, it's like that sort of tone, uh, you know, I, I I just feel like it doesn't help. It doesn't help the public. It it doesn't. It's it's not selling these. You know, this technology and what can be done with it as as products, but as speculative investments. Right. Which is obviously not what. If you want this to be a long term success, that you, you you can't just it can't just be a forever investment you know, sort of thing where you're always going to count on someone paying more, you know, taking it off your hands before it drops. It's also weird to be hearing journalists even talk about things that are speculative assets in that way. Like it's like you wouldn't hear any of these, you know, guys uh, outside of, I guess, you know, the the financial news who, you know, like the Jim Cramer's talking about, you know, their their uh stock picks or whatever but you wouldn't hear like any of these 
um, news reporters talk about, oh, look at this stock and write about how what a great uh, you know thing it is and how people should buy it. Uh, you know, it's it's really weird to see some of this coverage. I, I think of um, you know, and like you said, I've I've spoken about Kevin Roos of the New York Times a number of times before. Um, someone who, you know, I thought he did good work when he would cover non-crypto tech and then he starts covering crypto and it's overly promotional. It's very bizarre. He wrote that late comers guide to crypto, which really just one part that really stuck out to me. was like, he told people just to jump right in, which I mean, would you tell someone to just Go right ahead and throw some money at Robinhood and buy some stocks. Of course you wouldn't. That's ridiculous. Um, and then CN- CNBC, uh, this the, you know, a number of outlets covered this guy, the Dogecoin millionaire, and they all wrote about him as, oh, he threw some money into Dogecoin, and I should say it's not some money. The guy sold like everything he owned and put a hundred thousand dollars into Dogecoin. And this crazy uh, gamble paid off for him at the time all those articles about him were published because his $100,000 investment went up to like a million plus. And so then all these uh, reporters and news outlets wrote about the Dogecoin millionaire, no doubt influencing people to go ahead and buy Dogecoin or even look out for uh, another crypto that was even lesser uh, known and even more volatile in hopes that they would find the next Dogecoin, the next, you know, the next token to buy really low and be able to sell really high. But what none of those, uh, you know, outlets really mention or go back to do a follow up is that the Dogecoin millionaire never sold. He held on thinking Dogecoin would keep rising up in in value and he would not just be the dogecoin millionaire but maybe the dogecoin multi-millionaire and uh lo and behold dogecoin with all the rest of crypto this year crashed big time and the dogecoin millionaire is no longer well he never was a millionaire (laughs) but he no longer is even a paper millionaire Oh yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, he is not. And just just out of curiosity, I decided to pull up the, you know, the the price of Dogecoin over the past like year. Oh, it's so, it's it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but at the, at the same time, it's like the whole thing was a weird gamble because it was like it was like a a joke coin that was kind of kind of created, which is which is part of why. Like when you're creating money as jokes, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, how how does anyone take you seriously? And yeah, I mean, it's it's not a coincidence that that like the price of, you know, of these assets correspond to media coverage. I it, and that is that is what's so crazy about it. And I remember that. And then you have people trying to outsmart the media coverage, like when when Elon Musk hosted SNL I remember there were a bunch of people who were convinced that him hosting it was going to put Dogecoin uh, like up to a dollar or something which it obviously did not um and then it kind of tumbled for the for the first time you know where people are trying to outsmart the the system and it's just like no one ever talks about like okay I want to purchase something with this you know the one thing you look for in a currency is not that it's like 
super volatile. Like you don't want a currency that's like, hey, maybe it'll be worth 10 times what it's worth today, tomorrow. I don't know. Or it'll be worth nothing. <laughs> right. So, right. you know, it's it's, it's 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 hard to feel bad for the Dogecoin millionaire because you know, it's like you you flew too close to the sun, my dude. All right. I mean, should have sold. But like to me, I don't really care about like Doge the Dogecoin millionaire, the individual. What I care about is really the the failure of uh, you know should he have been covered maybe should he have been covered the way they covered him absolutely not because i can attest to the fact that no doubt the media coverage of this stuff added to the deluge of people who jumped into the space in the past year who were now quite frankly you know if you got in to crypto in 2001 when it you know blew up in the mainstream and everyone was getting involved in part to how the media was covering it you're you're underwater now there's no one who bought in then who unless they sold when it was high there's no one who bought in then and is still holding uh who is up any money in fact they're down i mean mm-hmm lives ruined if quite frankly depending on how much people put into this all because again in part not to blame them entirely because there's there's no they're not completely responsible but they do hold some responsibility based on how they decided to cover this stuff you know the media uh i I think it was like just really weird the way they all just jumped on it and all because like Oh, these VCs are talking about it. You know, Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter are creating like NFT things in the background with their developers. They got to be right as if like these guys were always some sort of like, you know, soothsayers who knew everything when in reality, each and every one of them just got lucky once. I mean, there's no better... Uh, no, no better, uh, example of that than someone like a a Zuckerberg who has tried over and over again to replicate other social media platform success and has failed over and over and over again. I mean, just look how, uh, the media even covers the metaverse, whereas the rest of like the, the world is looking at it as like, this is a joke. I mean, they had to just recently shout out from the rooftops that they added legs to their characters. They added legs. God, that, the, the metaverse, the, the, especially the, the, the Facebook vision for it. So I, I had a thread on, on Twitter recently and I forgot to save it and my tweets auto delete. So thread is poof gone. Um, but, uh, I've been playing NBA 2K23, which is which is fun. But the 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 career mode, like the create a player, and then you play your way in the NBA and you play through that. It is filled with with so many ads. It is at one point you have to like to to advance in the game. You have to like talk to Jake from State Farm. The character is in the game, and you have to talk to him. And take a take a selfie while wearing like a State Farm T-shirt in the game, and it gives you points. And that is just my experience playing playing in this like little weird virtual world of uh, NBA 2K23. Just just makes me think about how absolutely horrific like the metaverse, you know, the 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 Facebook metaverse will end up being. You know, it's like. They're excited about legs, and I'm just like, how many ads are going to be literally everywhere? <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, but yeah, them being like, yeah, legs. But then when you hear like 
when you hear like Mark Zuckerberg talking about what he thinks the the metaverse, you know, Facebook's version of it or whatever is uh is is going to going to be like or what the use cases are and he's like oh yeah like meetings and offices i mean if there's one thing like remember like at the start of the pandemic people were like this is really cool we can all just do zoom meetings and it's fine and it's great and then like six to nine months into the pandemic people were like i don't like zoom meetings anymore it's very they're they're annoying i don't like being on camera uh let's let's do phone calls instead you know like basically like dialing it back because they were like this is too much uh but zuckerberg will be like yeah no uh people are going to be going to meetings and using microsoft excel and you know (laughs) like no one wants to put on a big ass headset and and have to uh fill out spreadsheets all day like that's just it's just not gonna happen it's right. it's just n- something that is is not gonna be part of people's lives i mean what they've created is like a like vr chat i mean it's just vr chat it's, that, it's, that, it's ex- that's it's, all it is it's existed like the whole yeah. the whole idea of a metaverse like a a, a a digital virtual world i mean it's been done for decades like second life did it world of warcraft um, the Sims in some aspects, there's been tons of different, uh, you know, uh, uh, brands and IPs that have used virtual worlds. I mean, uh, Minecraft, Roblox, these are all yeah. the equivalent. Um, and, and Fortnite, you can yeah, even, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. even second life was doing the idea of buying digital property for real world money, like fiat currency back 10 years ago, but all of a sudden Mark Zuckerberg calls it the metaverse and acts like it's a brand new thing that Facebook is meta is originating and the media just runs with now they're just calling all of that the metaverse. (laughs) Yeah, all all virtual spaces are now just the metaverse, which which does not make anything easier because I think I think that there are a lot of people who think that it's just all going to it's all connected, but it's it's not these like these worlds are all like weird like little silos of their own you know they can't work with the other worlds unless they're built that way and facebook is going to do its own thing or meta and meta is going to do its own thing and all the other companies are going to do their own thing and i mean like there are examples like i think you people microtransactions in video games like that's not that's not new you know i mean in nba 2k 23 i can you know like you earn virtual currency by playing the basketball games or you can pay for it with actual money and you can then take that money and buy you know uh Nike Air Jordan, you know Air Jordan Elevens uh, with the the he wore in nineteen ninety seven or so, you know like like those sorts of sorts of things where suddenly your character can wear certain clothes and and they mirror things in real life, which is kind of cool. Uh, so like I don't know why there hasn't just been more of an effort to like kind of go go like that route. Instead, you get those these weird little Facebook characters where it's like, yeah, they're celebrating that they have legs now. That's where they're at with it. And it's like, why did you guys do such a half-assed job with all of this? Right, right. You know, I mean, uh, it's that same it's that same ethic that uh, brings about uh, these multi-hundred million dollar hacks in, in, in crypto exchanges and various other 
uh, crypto platforms. It's just like yeah. not well thought out, just throwing things together to appease. Uh, well, especially in the metaverse case, I feel like some of that stuff just thrown together to appease executives who really don't have a vision. They just want to sort of yeah. create something that they think is different and new. Um, and that's sort of what we end up with. And sadly, the media will continue, it seems like, to eat this all up, regardless of whether uh, CNN, for example, is backing off of their own NFT project. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so one other thing I wanted to mention about, like, media generally, you know, in, in terms of creating a narrative and, and picking you know picking basically picking winners and losers i mean the what products will sell depend on who who decides to cover them uh what what you know what newsletters succeed depend on what media outlets decide to give the authors a platform you know like that that's something that's very real it, you know in 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 my world of 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 newsletters you know it's like uh, like all of this stuff, there is so much that comes down to positive media coverage or getting attention. Editorial decisions change our lives every day, every single day. Like the trends, it's because some some editor somewhere was like, cool, I like this. I'm going to talk about this. Or I see this. This annoys me. I'm going to talk about this because it annoys me. You know, I mean, one of the most most absurd examples that I've recently seen was on, uh, on Twitter before, you know, right before we were, uh, we were talking, I saw the New York post ran a story today that said Gen Z canceled the hostile and it's a hostile in quotes, thumbs up emoji and wants to ban these nine others. And then the mirror covered that, you know, inappropriate says Gen Z but older generations stand by it. And then the Daily Mail, why nobody sh should be using the thumbs up emoji in 2022 and the 10 symbols only old people use that have Gen Z rolling their eyes. And uh, the the entire story that all of these gigantic media outlets, uh, you know, got their headlines from, it says uh, someone wrote on Reddit, for younger people, the thumbs up emoji is you is used to be really passive aggressive. A 24 year old redditor wrote, "It's super rude if someone just sends you a thumbs up." They added, "So I had a weird time adjusting because my workplace is the same. It's literally just one person on Reddit, and right. they have they have multiple articles out there, like creating right now, creating like a weird ass right wing like outrage over something that they invented." <laughs> you know, and that and that just it, it happens all around us in in so many different ways. Where you have, you know, it, the things that r random journalists latch onto. You know, I mean, uh, I, you know, for for instance, I mean, I I tweeted about the CNN NFT project shutting down, and The Verge noticed it because I tweeted about it. You know, like like these sorts of things where. It's if it was something where it was like, oh, here's a cool new product that's starting, and someone picked up on that from a random tweet, and suddenly it became some huge trend that succeeded based on algorithms or some nonsense. You know, it's like all of it comes down to this this weird relationship between reality 
and the press in that reality is supposed to the press is supposed to tell us what what reality is as it's happening it's supposed to record this and play it back to us basically but then also the press creates reality in the sense that what they talk about is what the world cares about you know i mean you talk about crime people are going to start worrying about crime you talk about uh nfts being awesome people are going to go i should get an nft you know and it all it all plays into this you know these these influence campaigns these these marketing campaigns that kind of stick with you i mean i the other day uh my wife kayla brought brought home taco bell and she got those those cinnamon twists that they sell and my mind whenever i see those cinnamon twists always goes connects that with batman and i for a while was like i don't understand why i always think of batman when when i see cinnamon twists and the answer is because i then googled it finally and it's like oh the answer was that in 1989 uh taco bell introduced the cinnamon twist with advertising for the the michael keaton batman movie and so that has always been stuck in my mind because when I was three years old in 1989, I must have seen enough Taco Bell ads uh, that it just imprinted into my head. You know, I mean, so now we have like social media where that is just happening all around us constantly. And between that influencing the media, the media influencing social media, you know, the the whole world is is, is fake basically is what I'm saying. <laughs> right, no, I mean... <laughs> The the Reddit example of all these articles coming out based on just the ramblings of a of a twenty year old redditor, I mean that's that's the perfect example. I was thinking, but yours is even better. But in terms of like even like the monetization aspect, like the the obviously they are out to make these you know news outlets are out to make money. I get it, but if you look this week, all this coverage on. Amazon had this like early prime deal yes. and it basically two days that were, were like uh, early Black Friday deals, like get the Black Friday deal that they're going to give in November these past two days in October and get it early. And that whole like every single media outlet covered it as if it was like an actual newsworthy event, even like doing like I'm not, of course they were shopping like websites and stuff like that that make recommendations or deal websites i'm not talking about those i mean like real tech news 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 outlets that do not cover deals normally yeah we're covering this amazon prime thing and like promoting amazon yeah it's like well, this is not this is not news <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I've got, yeah, yeah. I, I typed in Prime Day, and I, I clicked on the news tab, and, you know, it's first stories, New York Times, CNN, Today Show, Yahoo, uh, like, all of all of the, you know, the, the Verge, PC Mag, you know, like, all of these, like, different, um, the different outlets are basically just functioning as, like, uh, affiliate marketers. <laughs> For Amazon, that's, I mean, that's all it is. You know, you click on every one of those articles, and and they say like the same thing. It's some variation on like we may get an affiliate like kickback for this if you purchase it through this link, and that is so weird to me. That is so bizarre that you have news outlets that are putting out stories like that that are like, like it's it's just it's not news. It's not a news story. You're you're putting it out there, and it's something that people want. 
because people obviously search for this. But at the same time, it's like, you're doing it because there's a demand for it as a as a product, not as a as a as a function of news, and it's taking up space as news. Right. You know, they they file these things in like their tech tech verticals, and it's so bizarre to me because that is just so. It, it it's just it's just not journalism. It's it's not you know it's it's one thing if it's the if it's like on the New York times, but it's in wire cutter and it's in the context of like a review or something like that, I feel like makes sense. But, but yeah, with all of these, just like everything popping up, you know, prime day deals, man, Amazon invented a holiday and then they extended it to two days. And now they're like, now we have prime day again after just having prime day. So it's like, Got to got to give them credit for for really seeing how far the public would go. <laughs> right. And because apparently people are fine with that. People are happy. People are like, yeah, more more prime days, please. Right. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> Just wait it, for the coverage when Amazon uh, unleashes their own NFT project. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, no one's covering it. <laughs> I, I, you know, crossing my fingers there. Yeah. Uh, Parker Malloy, uh, creator, writer of the Present Age newsletter. Why don't you tell people where yeah. they can find you online, where they can find the Present Age? Please feel free to drop all the various handles, links, etc. Take as long as you'd like. All right. So uh, you can you can definitely find me online on Twitter because as much as I feel like I will may I may one day be moving on from Twitter. Hopefully, uh, you know that day is uh, not now. <laughs> I yeah, the day is sadly not now. Uh, but yeah, I'm on Twitter at Parker Malloy, P A R K E R M O L L O Y, and you can find the present age at read T P A dot com so that's read tpa as in the present age dot com and yeah it's it's a newsletter i put out like three or four uh editions a week most of it's free uh but I, there's a paid level that people can sign up for if, if they want but if you sign up for the free stuff you'll get the majority of it and that would be really cool of you <laughs> so please go sign up everyone uh, everybody, please. It's a, it's really, it's a really great, uh, read. Uh, I enjoy uh, reading your newsletter. Um, and even again, even if you're not interested, this is a scam economy. If you're not interested in politics, Parker does really great media criticism. I mean, that's why I had her on this episode. We're, we're focusing on how the media covers crypto. And I think in a broader sense, it doesn't matter if you're interested in, in, in tech news, politics, sports, whatever it is. Uh, media criticism expands throughout it all, no matter what type of uh, coverage you're talking about, because uh, the media can be really important and really great. And then, like we discussed in this episode, the media can also uh, really get things wrong and in many cases even add to the problem. And Parker does a great job of really distilling all that and covering it all. Um Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, have a great night. All right, you too. Let me tell you, we will be providing a lot more media criticism 
on this show involving the mainstream media. And I know we touched upon this in the very beginning, but we'll be definitely doing episodes on this in the near future. The specific crypto-centric media and just how this whole space is covered. But to help support one of the few constant crypto-critical media outlets out there, that's right, I'm talking about Scam Economy. Be sure to go to patreon.com slash mattbinder to support this show. You can also go to youtube.com slash mattbinder and subscribe to the channel. The YouTube channel is also where you can find the video version of the show. And if you catch the live premiere, you can drop a one-off super chat. And if you catch the replay, you can drop a one-off super thanks. These are basically like one-off monetary tips to thank me for that particular episode if you'd like and if you can't do a subscription on patreon or even drop a one-off on youtube i totally get it this is what you can do though go to twitch.tv slash and follow me there but while you're there if you are an amazon prime subscriber and i know some of you probably spent some money because the media was promoting that amazon prime deal day thingy we were talking about on the show why not take a minute to connect your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. And when you do so, Twitch gifts you for free a free Twitch Prime subscription every month. That is one free for you paid subscription to your favorite creator, meaning they get paid by Twitch at no extra cost to you. I'm telling you this in hopes that you give that Twitch Prime subscription to me, of course, but seriously, don't let it go to waste. Give it to someone on Twitch who you enjoy. And you can go to scameconomy.com for all the links to the audio-only podcast version of this show. And definitely be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you listen to this show on. Follow me on Twitter at Matt Binder. Follow the show on Twitter at Scam Economy. And with all that said, I will see you all next time on the Scam Economy. Scam Economy.